0: Your destination. your destination welcome destination. to harmonic welcome headspace. To headspace music harmonic. for your psyche your let's psyche. do this can we hear you, can you hear we can't hear him can't hear me. we might we might have to bring him to a new mic uh, welcome to Harmonic Headspace. This is Prosty. We have Astro over here, and we have Nico from Hampton joining us tonight. Hello. How's it going? All right. So uh, yeah, we're we're here. Astro is hooking up right now, and uh, we had a good we had a good show last week, um, and uh, we're ready to jump in some new school. Let me turn this on. What number are you on, Astro? Uh, I don't know. Is there a number on your mic now? Mm-hmm. Speak into it and say hello. Hello. There I can it hear is. it. All right. We found it. We found it.
1: Uh, what did we do last week, Astro? We had an impromptu deep dive into the Rolling Stones in honor of Sir Charlie Watts. So we did. passing.
0: Yes. And uh, I watched that documentary you, you talked to me about. Oh, the Count uh, Me In? Uh, yeah, I put it on and started watching it and Brenda was like doing laundry, walking by and you know, just about to start laundry and she got a glance of um, Stu Copeland. And she dropped the basket and sat down.
1: <laughs> she got sucked in for ninety minutes, right? And
0: we watched the whole thing. I wish
1: it was ten times as long.
0: Me too. And and uh, Stephen Perkins.
1: Dude, didn't I tell you? That I had no idea.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, I've always liked Jane's Addiction drummer, but uh, he's he's a cool dude. Yeah. And he's very knowledgeable, very well spoken, and uh, he kind of like he kind of almost carried that documentary. He
1: did, and and you know. He he did a lot of good things too. Like, if you notice at the very beginning, he was in there, uh, you know, doing a drum circle in like a, a planetarium or, uh, yeah, that's right. You know, it starts off, they're like, Oh, they're going to an observatory. And I'm like, What are they doing here? I'm like, Oh, it's a drum circle,
0: yeah, yeah, it's like a circle jerk, but with drums, but with drums. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was very cool, and it was good to honor Charlie Watts last week, RIP brother. Um, that was, I think that was a great show.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, anytime you get to play Two Hours of Rolling Stones, it's a good night in my book.
0: Absolutely. Um, And uh, so this week, we are talking about genre jumping. Uh, You want to explain what that means? Yeah,
1: so it's uh, artists who are known for, or are famous for a certain genre that they play music in. And uh, what we've done is we've selected songs of theirs that they've actually played predominantly in a different genre than what they're used to. And it could be something like an artist that's known for like folky singer songwriter acoustic songs that's playing like a heavy hard rock song, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not going to always be like a country group playing disco, right? Or, uh, you know, a jazz band playing metal, you know, it's just something that is out of the ordinary in their catalog,
0: right? Um, yeah, so this is this was, I think, the most challenging. It was so you. Far.
1: You and I were texting each other late into the weekend, yes. like, "Hey, man, I don't have an awful lot, and yeah. I, I put I put some time in today." Yeah. Um. A ra- Thankfully, we had a rainy day. I was supposed to be stacking wood, but it was it was too rainy out there, so I got a reprieve. Nice. Uh. So that that'll be a project for the week. Nice. But I was able to spend a couple hours pulling and identifying some other songs, and I think we got a good show here. It'll be fun. Some of the stuff you'll know, some of the stuff you definitely won't know, but it should all be kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh so uh this is weird. The for some reason Cypress Hill is is before snowtubbable pilots and I don't see double pilots anywhere. Um strangeness on the uh on the um what do you call it? That's probably that? my the fault.
1: Music. That's what happens so when you let me get in front of the machine.
0: No, all right, it's all good. Uh so you know what I have to do? I have to play the break now and then let that go through and for like a minute or something like that. Uh so uh anyways. Uh, Neko comes here from Hampton and uh, one cool thing about Neko that um, I can profess to the world is he got me into Incubus. So in like the early 2000s when I was dating his sister um, you know I knew who Incubus was I knew uh, A Certain Shade of Green uh, where they came out with Science and it kind of hit and it was, it was pretty cool and I was like oh this is a cool band but then you gave me the CD. You burned the CD. Uh, remember that? Uh, you, you burnt it, and it was uh, what, uh, not Morning View, but uh, Make Yourself, right? Um, gave me that CD. are like, you got to check out this band. I'm like, okay. That, that um, CD, that album is in my top 10 albums of all time, front to back. I, I, I love Incubus, for one thing, uh, but that album, and uh, we were supposed to go see them, and I, I think you couldn't come for some reason last year. Remember that? Pull Pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Um, but Josh, um, my my other brother-in-law, that's the last time I saw him before he passed away, was at the Incubus show, and he had the same love of Incubus as me, and... I remember just sitting with him, knowing every word. Of, they did the. It was a 25th anniversary to that album releasing. It was like two years ago, and um, man, what a that night! I will never ever forget that night with just spending it with Josh, screaming our lungs out, every word to that and that album. So thank you for introducing me to incubus and giving me that album that's that was a life-changing thing Absolutely. yeah, yeah it's, it's what so long ago. <laughs> say it again
1: seems like so long ago
0: it was it was it was like 2000 ish I, I think i think that Crazy came out in 99 or
1: yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know a lot about incubus i mean is, i know that they have that one album cover with uh it's like baba booey with his porn stash
0: that's the <laughs> first one that's the one that's called that's okay. science that was their first album and it, it uh so a lot of like a lot of Incubus fans who are hardcore Incubus fans are like, "That's their best album." Uh, I don't agree. Um, I do like that album, but I think, just like all other bands, they evolved, and I think their second album was the best. And the fact that they did a 25th anniversary tour for the release of that the release of that album, and they you know didn't do and the first one is meaningful. And I don't think they're going to do one for Morning View. Um, that album front to back is one that you can put in and it's just a cerebral like emotional trip, right? Absolutely. And uh yeah, I mean you should you should listen to that album front to back. Um not not um in what do you call it when it skips around. Listen to it like one, two, three, four, the way an album is supposed to be heard. It's called uh Make Yourself. Make yourself. Yeah. Um and Incubus like they, so they are categorized so many different ways. Hmm. Um, like some people that are like math rock. No, not uh, okay. So maybe some of the things and psychedelic. Okay, yeah, maybe some of them. But truthfully, they have a sound, and every person in the band really contributes. They even have a, a scratching guy. You know.
1: Well, it's funny. Like I'm hearing you describe them, and it sounds like a few other artists that I listen to a lot that I, I couldn't put in the show because their genre is mishmash yeah so how do you find an incubus song that doesn't sound like incubus how do you find a 311 songs that's not 311 like how do you yeah. find a beck song that doesn't sound like beck like you can't
0: yeah yeah because they 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 stretch their own limits right keeping their own sound but they'll touch reggae and well metal. we
1: have we had a couple artists on right now that are on the list that like the police like the uh, it is any song they do technically a reggae song Or do they have reggae little bits In every part of it, in every mm-hmm. song You know, it's
0: Right, yeah, know. yeah
1: Let's stop the debate and get into it Let's yep. do it,
0: yeah I see the music has it suddenly appeared So let's Sweet. listen
2: The
3: second album This
4: melodies worth listening, hope you enjoy them, like if it's sung to me, listen to 12th
3: I'm the piano
4: the second album 12 gracious melodies to listen include this number
5: keep it
6: Got a lot of uh, sharks out there trying to take a bite of something. What's was hot. A lot of chameleons out there trying to change up. Anytime something new comes along, everybody wants a bite. Don't happen overnight.
7: So you want to be a rock superstar and live large. Big house, five cars, you really charge. Coming up in the world, don't trust nobody. Gotta look over your shoulder. I remember the days when I was a young kid growing up Looking in the mirror, dreaming about blowing up The rock crowds, make money what the honeys, sign autographs And whatever the people want from me Shit's funny, how impossible dreams
8: saying but you still trying to get out and work like like everybody else you know you know it, it's a fun job but it's still a job you know, save your money man save your money too it's single don't last very long you know what I'm saying I mean I've been lucky in this game too there's gonna be another cat coming out looking like me sounding like me next year I know this there'll be a flip side to what you did somebody else trying to spin off like some you know, series get I make it great cream, big shot, heavy hitter on the make and you wanna look shanteen.
0: Yeah, fake drums. I love the 80s. I love Aerosmith and I love Run DMC. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. Uh, We are the icing to the cake. That is your weekend. You can call us at 617-829-9283. You can text us 617-764-9283. Jump in and join the party, right?
1: Let's do it. Join the party. Come on. Text. Call yeah. in. Yep. Let us know you're listening.
0: That's right. So uh, we just played four songs in a row. We started with the second album, 12 Gracious Melodies. I love that song. When I first heard that, when when Stone Temple Pilots, I mean, obviously their first album was a freaking explosion, right? And they were instantly huge. And then they came out with that.
1: It's purple was even better. Yeah, Call Purp- it a hot take if you want. Purple is a lot better than Core.
0: Yeah, Purple, it was a great album. But when they came out with that, the first thing I heard, I was like, what? Well, it was a hidden track.
1: It was a last. It was like a minute after the last song on the CD.
0: Oh, uh, it was. It, it was, was a hidden
1: track. So oh, the last song uh, right. on the CD is like eight minutes long.
0: That's right. But
1: when you listen to the song, it ended after like three and a half. You're like, well, what the hell is the rest of the track? And then you just let it go, and yeah. you got some. was that bossa nova maybe like what what genre is that
0: i don't know uh i don't know but it's awesome yeah it's pretty good (laughs) so what's the what's the album that started off with that instrumental uh it's like something about tape deck or i can't remember but it was like a like a one minute song at the very it's either purple or the one right after that uh it might be tiny music it's not
1: purple purple just rips into vaseline
0: okay so yeah the next one so they they do a good job with like Coming up with songs, something different, and fitting it into it. Yeah, I album. think
1: those those two albums are their best, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't listen to them that much after Tiny Music, which is kind of stupid because I love that album so much. Mm. Um, but, you know, Scott Whelan started to flake out a little bit at that point in his career. And I think number four has some good songs. I think it Sour does. Girls on there, yes. which was one of their bigger hits. Yep. Um, but, yeah.
0: I have to admit, um, whenever I hear... Uh, Stone Temple Pilots any of the songs for any of the albums I know immediately it's Stone Temple Pilots mm. and I like their sound right so um, the only album I don't like of theirs is the one they just came out with like last year because it was slow and there's no Scott Weiland obviously
1: But I mean, now I guess the question is would you go see them would either of you guys <laughs> go see them
0: I would because they won't play the new one would you
1: they'll play the new one cuz that's the one they I made mean, with their be, current singer.
0: Yeah, but they won't they won't play the new one in concert like the whole way through they no, no, no. They no. won't feature it. They'll no. play like a couple songs. You know, would you go see them?
6: I don't know. I think you make a good point, Josh. That's
0: yeah. That they they play they'll play a couple of their new songs, but that whole new album is very slow. So, are you kidding me? Is the New Stone Temple Pilots not going to play Vaseline? Of course they are.
1: Yeah, of course. And that and that's why you go see them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um, like I was saying, like I think all the albums have a lot of good songs on them, even though they're not hits, but they do a great job sounding like themselves and just putting out quality stuff. Um, so, yeah, I've liked... And, and the other thing about them is they, like we were talking about earlier, right, they don't necessarily genre jump, but they stretch the bounds of what their own sound is like so much that they almost like they get almost close to disco and close to funk and close to metal. And then they're alternative and rock, you know, like they really expand their own bounds so much. It's not really, it's, they can't genre jump because they're so close to that genre already.
1: Well, unless they're doing bossa Nova acapella. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how they make the show.
0: <laughs> the second album. <laughs> Uh, So then we heard Cypress Hill, Rock Superstar.
1: Rock Superstar. And there was controversy whether this was actually a genre jump.
0: There was, yeah. I just said, okay, this is Cypress Hill doing a song called Rock Superstar, but they're rapping again.
1: Well, the thing about it, though, is there's actually multiple versions of that song. And Mm -hmm. one of them is called Rap Superstar, which is more of a hip-hop song. Really? Rock Superstar has a driving guitar. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And that's the one that was the hit. Right. Because it's a cross- cross-genre jumping.
0: Yeah. Riff. That's cool. I've always liked that song, though. I like Cypress Hill. Yeah, I like Great Cypress Hill, too. Um, so, Blondie, that's one to talk about.
1: Yes, Blondie, <laughs> Rapture. That was, uh, you know, Debbie Harry, uh, always a groundbreaker. And, yeah. uh, you know, a little fact about Rapture, it was she was the first person, the first human being ever to be shown on MTV. Uh, I'm putting air quotes in, rapping, yeah. Um, she was the first one. So uh, obviously, and uh, you know, 1980, 81. I, am I going to go out there and say the first white, I don't got to call her a rapper, but the first white performer to rap female. on an album. Not necessarily female. Oh, she just, was female. Just, no, I know she, she was. was but I'm saying like just anybody, yeah. you know, like she was on an album It got played. It was on MTV. Like it's a song we all know. Yeah. Um, so groundbreaking. She was, you know, she she didn't have any Kanye flow or anything like that, but she, she did a good enough job, you know, talking Mm -hmm. about things getting eaten and
0: whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, we have a text in here from B. Ren saying Blondie rocks. Blondie (laughs) raps. That's the show. Yes, she does. (laughs) Blondie. Uh, And then, uh, so after Blondie, we heard Run DMC, Aerosmith Walk This Way, which is, I believe, a double genre jump. It's a true
1: collaboration because if you listen to it closely and you know the Aerosmith song that well. I mean, Joe Perry recorded new guitar parts for that version. Mm -hmm. Steven Tyler recorded new vocals for that version. But it's very much the same as our old version. You know, Like maybe... You know the drums are actually sampled Joey Kramer drum parts from the song, mm-hmm. but it's the same rhythm. It you is. know everything is the same, and you know even the original version. Stephen Tyler's like he sort of spits the lyrics; he doesn't rap at all, but it's it's a sort of a spit type of yep. delivery. So it's not all that different. It wasn't a big jump for the guys in Run DMC to listen to it and say, "Hey, wait, we can we can do something with this."
0: Mm. But they, I mean, adding Run DMC to Aerosmith is that's huge right I mean Aerosmith is one of the greatest rock bands of all time you know questionably and then you got Run DMC who is like pioneering this new type of art
1: yeah and I mean this was this was a collaboration that was that came out of Run DMC I mean they are the yeah. one who approached Aerosmith's camp it wasn't like Aerosmith had this awesome idea to say hey, let's find some hot rappers and, and you know turn one of our songs into a, a major crossover hit right you know they were in the right place at the right time they recorded mm-hmm. you know the right song 15 years prior and isn't it crazy like the between the original version of walk this way and the run dmc version was only like 15 years and that was like almost 35 years ago
0: wow yeah
1: <laughs> yeah if you were feeling old earlier you you're feeling feel old, you're brother. feeling old now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: So yeah, I mean, I, I still think that's a, that's a double Jonah jump where you got yeah. Aerosmith going and and embracing this new movement called rap, mm. right? And, and embracing it in a way where you know they're putting their their money where their mouth is and and doing the video and getting and going all in. They did go all in, and Run DMC, knowing they have leverage, right? I mean, they're they are pioneering this explosive new movement. And they're like oh yeah let's let's get this instead of sampling which is what everybody else did they said let's go to one of the greatest bands in the world and 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 collaborate with them
1: well it makes sense because that type of hip-hop that the beastie boys and run dmc were doing at that time was really sampling rock
0: it was sampling
1: it's exactly. sam- well sampling rock specifically not sampling disco not sampling mm-hmm. like soul or funk or anything You know, you look at, like, the Dr. Dre and all the stuff that came out in, like, the 90s, 2000. That was sampling, like, funk, like, Parliament. And they got great beats from that. But what Rick Rubin was doing with those artists is they were sampling rock riffs, like, heavy rock riffs. So, it makes, actually, it fit together really well that, you know, Run DMC was already sampling rock riffs. I mean, King of Rock. Yeah, right <laughs> you know yeah so it made it fit perfectly and it was just a huge hit for for both of the artists and it honestly put aerosmith back on the map yeah you know, after that their next album was permanent vacation and, that's right you know the album before it was done with mirrors have you heard of done with mirrors yeah okay but, <laughs> but it was compared to permanent vacation though yeah you know it like
0: d- didn't have many hits no <laughs> yeah
1: let the music do the talking was a big hit and it wasn't really even a hit right and then you look at permanent vacation and they had *Ragdoll*, dude mm-hmm. looks like a lady yeah. uh angel like it was a huge album for them and yeah. it came after the collaboration with run dmc so right. it definitely launched them back into the stratosphere
0: absolutely cool uh all right let's uh let's jump into some fish
9: Cause you're a baby let with get jiggy with this. One, two, three, four!
10: Harpoon Brewery and All Souls Lounge present Sauce Fest live in Danvers, Massachusetts, on Saturday, September 18th from 1 to 6 p.m. Come get down to the sounds of original grueling music from saxophonist Hanley Douglas and HDR&B, Latin fusion sensations, low sugar kings. Anybody? Plus music from Eric Reardon and Noah Soka. Tickets for this event are limited, so don't wait. Go to saucerecords.com. That's s o s s records.com for ticket info. Once again, visit saucerecords.com and get your tickets for Sauce Fest on Saturday, September 18th, 1 to 6 p.m. and get ready to groove.
0: Yeah, that was Supernaut by Brownout. Uh, before that, we heard the Nile Song by Pink Floyd, and before that was Big Black Furry Creatures from Mars by Fish.
1: Yeah, that was a little eclectic set there. Uh, that Brown totally. Brownout's a uh, you know not necessarily a band a lot of people know, but they're sort of an up and coming like jazz funk uh, Latin ensemble, and uh, they did a couple of black Sabbath cover albums and some of the songs they do instrumental some of the songs they actually sing and the vocalist sounds eerily like Ozzy Osbourne um almost played Ferris wear boots but I don't know I super kicked off the album and uh it's instrumental I thought it was a cool little twist having horns instead of Ozzy singing uh but no I, I highly recommend if anybody likes Sabbath and is in, a, in some you know more funky type stuff uh they're, they're it's called uh Brown Sabbath is... Uh, Brown Brown <laughs> Sabbath volume one and Brown Sabbath volume two. Really? Yeah, they're awesome.
0: Oh, my God. I got to get those. Yeah. I love that. And
1: they do uh, Fear, Fear of a Brown Planet, too, which is really? basically... It's an instrumental version of uh, Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah. Oh so, my God, it's pretty awesome stuff.
0: That's pretty cool. I love listening to bands like... Uh, or uh, not just bands, but um, anything, whether it's a band or just I I like hearing covering like entire albums like um, Tool there was a uh, I don't remember the name of the uh, um, man my brain is just fucking fried right now what's going on with me Mm. Uh, it's the um, do you know what I'm talking about where they uh, there was this uh, classical something orchestra redid uh, a the black album for Metallica They did Tool, they do all kinds of
1: Apocalyptica. Is that the It might
0: be, yeah. It sounds familiar. And they they redo the entire albums of like metal bands in in like orchestra.
1: Well, I'm I'm not embarrassed to admit that I have uh, I love Black Sabbath songs done by anybody. Yeah. And like I said, the brownout is awesome doing like a jazz funk take on it. Mm -hmm. I also have two separate jazz albums. Uh, one's jazz sabbath and the other one is uh uh what's it called uh nativity in nativity in jazz or something hmm. i don't remember whatever it was but uh yeah they're 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 jazz instrumentals of black sabbath tunes and yeah they're always
0: fun i love hearing like takes of other bands doing that kind of thing that's i guess what i was trying to say but <laughs> i didn't yeah uh, so big black furry creatures from yeah Mars. so
1: that's uh that's a fish song it's an original obviously that's not a cover nobody else is going to write a song as stupid and crazy as that
0: yeah
1: um but uh it's they never put on an album it's just a live treat and they don't play it very much but uh it's, it's sort of like their death metal tune and obviously being fish they always have a little funny you know take on it mm-hmm. but uh, when we started talking about this that was the one song that popped in my mind because you know my friends always talk to me like hey how come you never you don't play enough fish like yeah. for as for as much as we all like fish, we don't you know play enough. I'm like, well, they got to kind of fit in the theme of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we start talking about this, I'm like, all right, I can play some fish here. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, that was a little 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 crazy uh, left turn from the yeah. show, but certainly certainly falls in line.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, Pink Floyd the Nile song that I, I've never heard that before. I I love that song.
1: Yeah, that's an awesome tune. That's Absolutely one of my favorite. It. Uh, you know, it's honestly I can't think of very many Pink Floyd songs where David Gilmour is screaming the lyrics the entire time. Roger Waters does sometimes you know being all angry and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, that's like a straight like heavy rock tune from Pink Floyd. They're not known for playing heavy rock, not at all. You know, maybe some heavy stoner rock, but that's a big difference between that and like heavy, almost heavy metal, yeah. almost was not psychedelic whatsoever. Not psychedelic. It
0: was very straightforward, pushing forward hard. Yeah. Uh, That was awesome. It was funny. It's
1: on the soundtrack to the film More. I think it came out in 69. And I almost picked a different track from that album. just two songs down the list. It's an instrumental jazz tune, like a legitimate jazz tune that they're playing. And it's really cool. But I thought this one would drive a little bit more. And I think we needed a little bit of a driving pick-me-up after the Weird Fish.
0: And I can't think of any other Pink Floyd songs that actually drive like that.
1: Wow. Uh, I almost the original one I thought of was One of These Days, but that has a slow build up. Yeah, and it does drive, but it's a slow build up. Whereas Nile Song just it just hits you in the face right from the first chord.
0: Yeah, Nile Song is like I think on a different level than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear. And I'm it's a nice about.
1: short little blast. I like short little blasts when yeah. we're doing our radio show.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: My personal life is where I like the fifteen minute to twenty minute songs, but yeah, when we're yeah. doing a show, we kind of need to yeah keep and, them tight,
0: absolutely, um yeah, and then brown out to round out that um, and yeah, I mean, you hear more like funk bands doing this kind of thing than than anyone else, like you don't hear heavy metal bands jumping into you know some into funk, right, right, you hear funk bands because they have all these players in the band who are amazing at what they do, and they were they grew up in our in our generation, so they know what the other stuff is. It, you know, they grew up with mainstream rock, and and they can just do it like the back of their hand. Yeah, it's the and interpretation,
1: and it's, you know, they're playing jazz, funk is probably a little more intricate in terms of the the ability of the players, mm-hmm. so not to say they dumb it down to play rock. Certainly, there's no dumbing no. down to
0: play Black Sabbath, but... No, they're dumbing it down. They're dumbing it down. They are, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Um, all right. Let's uh oh my God, the music has disappeared again. no, Jesus, what are we going what are we going to play? anthrax is yeah, that, is that sure next <laughs> one
1: who's going to say no to that? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, uh, I need to find it though. let's talk about some more shit <laughs> <laughs> what what are we going to do next week, by the way?
1: Oh man, what should we do next week? um I don't want to do another deep dive. I feel like we've been doing a lot of those um hmm. You know, I was thinking of like just a stupid one, like where you just name a theme and just play songs around that theme, like the elements, you know, songs that have to do with air, fire, water.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, we have that.
1: The elemental show.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, (sighs) I don't know. What do you think? Is that something we could pull off?
0: That's a tough one. We're going to have to ask, like, everybody for their opinions and shit. You know what I mean?
1: Nah, we won't. We got that. We got to lock down. We're going to have to figure out what we don't play.
0: Okay. Yeah, I hear that. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm trying to get this. Here we go. I found Anthrax. Should I play it? Let's play it.
8: said, well, Americas a property, and I think you want to listen to what he can say to you. What you ought to do is follow for now. are the people, say, make a miracle. team up the lyrical. Black is back all in. We're going to win. Check it out. Yeah, y'all, come on. Here we go again. Treat it like soap on a rope, cause the beats and the lines are so dope. Listen for lessons I'm saying inside music that the critics are blasting before. They'll never care for the brothers and sisters. Why, well, cause the country has a soap for the war. We got to get them straight. Come, Come on, on now. They're gonna have to wait till we get it right. Radio stations like Western and Blackness, they call us a black, but we'll see you real later. Turn it up!
6: The crowd runs to me, my DJ is warm. He next. I call him Norm, you know. He can cut a record from side to side, so with the ride, the glide, will so be much safer than a suicide. Soul control, beat is the father of your rock and roll. Music for what which which you call a bad man. Making the music I'm music, but you can't do it, you know. You call them demos, but we ride demos too. What you gonna do? Rap is not afraid of you. Beat us for Sonny Bono. Beat us for When the MC DMC for city DJ could be a band. Stand on his own feet, get you out your seat. Beat us for Eric B and L as well, hell. Wax, for and Still it can Raps, rock well, ever, forever. Wrestle and Wilson, time for me to exit, terminate exit, turn it out It will last. Why it was? with the star You never get accepted. That. We got the to bleed the fifth. We can't investigate. Don't no need to wait. Get the record straight. Hey, hey I see an Got flavor. Terminator. Ex- Thanks side checks playing to get paid. We got to check it out down on the avenue. A magazine to do is dis- and me dissonant, dissonant, you. Yeah, I'm telling you.
0: Over and done, baby. Yeah, uh, it's good to have Nickel here because I wrote that song. The last verse about his sis- sister.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard that. You know, another day. De- you know, he said about a, a what a day a day ago or something.
0: My mama Sita stole my heart the other day. The she, other day. I was turned, like,
1: <laughs> you mean another decade? <laughs> <laughs> she Turned
0: my mindset upside down. I sold my base and brought a bought a brand new Audi A. Now we live in a little town. Yeah, so that was my uh, my genre jump, uh, attempting a ska song uh, back with Jack Post Band.
1: Yeah, decent attempt there. It came yeah. out pretty well. Thank you. That Very was good. that Very was a
0: fun good. one. Yeah, Sweet. it's always always fun to write about friends, right? So yeah. the 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 third verse was about Brenda. Um, the first two verses were about uh, the first one was about Gibson, who um, moved to San Diego. San Franciscans stole my best man the other day and then the second verse about Mr. Fowler who's been on the show before who moved to Connecticut uh, in the middle of our Boston uh, band stardom (laughs) and we had to cancel our shows uh, that we had all lined up in the in in Boston when he moved. So that was a that was a fun one to write and I love pointing it out to Dave like you
1: know, <laughs> all you, d- duty calls. I you
0: mean. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so that was that was my genre jump uh, <laughs> from Jack Prost band from uh, my first album way back before a couple other projects um before that what are we here? Anthrax?
1: Anthrax and the House of House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh Public Enemy, obviously, yes. Bring the Noise. That was cool. Yeah, that was an awesome tune. I remember uh, seeing that video a ton on MTV back in the day. And uh there's one of the f- ones that jumped out at me when we were talking about doing this. I'm like, oh, if we're talking collaborations as well. I mean, we've got the, obviously, Bring the Noise was a huge one mm-hmm. in
0: the 80s. Mm-hmm. Anthrax did another one that was uh, rap-like. um not, I don't know that
1: that's the one I know. I'm sure yeah. they've done some other stuff. So Scott Ian is kind of a freak yeah. like that.
0: They had a they had a, a band, uh, an album called Garage Days, and I think uh, there was a song called I Am the Man on that, which was yeah, I'm the Man. That's right. Yes, I'm, I'm so bad I should be in detention. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> that was a great album that and that actually got me into Anthrax. They were that was like, uh, what a great album that was. was I think it was an EP. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're... they're yeah, players. I had I had
1: the Stadium Euphoria tape when I was a kid.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Remember that album cover with like all the 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 metalhead heads, the guys mm-hmm. from the band, like in a circle, mm-hmm. like yeah,
0: yeah. Where a did spiral? they go? Yeah, uh, they came out with uh after they uh they hit, they went away for a little while. They came out with another um album, and there was a song called If Only.
1: Oh, was it, you're talking about like the Persistence of Time? Is that the album? I don't or, know. I don't know, maybe. I don't
0: know. But there was only one hit off it. and It was If Only. And it, it was a great song. And I was like, yes, they're back. And they weren't. <laughs> 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 there was like nothing else good on the album. They didn't come up with anything after that. But If Only, I was like, man, this is like, this is anthrax, but better. I, I was like, they've evolved. They're, they're going places. And it just, it stopped. It was like a total buzzkill.
1: Yep, I uh, blame Grunge again.
0: Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it was during that time. D- absolutely. Uh and then uh Chris Cornell.
1: Much maligned yes. uh Timberlake produced pop album.
0: Timbaland.
1: Timbaland. it's not Timberlake. <laughs> 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 No, it's funny because, I mean, I never heard this album, but I've heard notorious stories about it. Yeah. So I went on Spotify today, and I was, you know, picking through the songs, and interesting seeing which ones have gotten a lot of play and which ones haven't. I'll tell you, none of them have gotten more than a couple thousand plays. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I listened to a little bit of all the songs, and they all suck differently. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this one that I picked I thought specifically was good because it was really short, and also it had a more of a pronounced uh, – fake beat
0: yeah yeah it was very
1: now he sang he sings on all the songs yeah this one i thought was cool because it seemed like one of the samples that was put in by timbaland was uh chris's actual vocal like he would sing a note and it would be trapped and put in as part of the beat. i noticed that that happened a couple times in that song and i thought that was a cool way to use his voice
5: hmm
0: that's yes, cool i didn't I, I didn't hear
1: that so the genre jumping is just from from rock to pop i guess yes. shitty pop whatever
0: yeah I, I mean and that's again different than anything he's ever done yeah absolutely
1: it totally I and mean, that's another one of the ones that popped into my mind not saying it was good but it was an, a notable departure um and, and a ballsy move good for him for trying it it clearly didn't work but I, you know it's it's a bold move to, to do that and you know credit credit to him for giving it a shot you know
0: totally yeah that was from the album scream um, he had another album that was I th- I'm pretty sure it was before that Euphoria morning
1: uh, I, I think that was I think that was yeah. I know Sp- scream was his second solo I think euphoria morning was the first
0: yeah and that's uh, that one had I uh, can't change me on it yeah which was uh, equal uh, uh, not equally um, a, a jump from the hard rock that Chris Cornell usually does. Uh, but it was a little more more poppy, you know, less hardcore, less screamy, mm. uh, less guitar. Still
1: real instruments, though.
0: Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But he, uh, I think he wanted to do that. So after he uh, left uh, Soundgarden, I think uh, I wish I I wish I knew the facts here, but it was around the time he was in Audio Slave. Uh, but he wanted to try new stuff, and that's awesome, you know, when artists love music and they're and, and they grow up in a band, and a rock band but they were influenced by other stuff you don't always want to stay in that band right. type that you want to do like there's other in influences that you have that you, you want to explore well and clearly and it
1: was, Soundgarden was getting stale for him because he put the band on ice for over a decade mm-hmm. and tried different things and Audio Slave, let's be straight and honest here, not a whole lot different than Soundgarden right. in terms of you know four-piece band hard rock
0: great guitar player
1: yeah yeah um so i mean it, i think the solo stuff he did seemed like it was more adventurous it may yeah. not have worked as well because you know i think his 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 format that he was most successful in is a four-piece rock band mm-hmm. uh, and he had success in multiple bands and not a lot of guys can say that yeah. you know
0: yeah and multiple bands um, but also with multiple. Uh, well, uh, I was gonna say in multiple genres, but I take that back because he wasn't really successful in another genre. But the uh, the album Euphoria Morning that he put out when when he plays Can't Change Me, that's a crowd favorite because people. I mean, that's a, I love that song. I think it's a great song. Um, it's a little slower than most of his stuff. It's not as hard rock where people like expect from Chris Cornell. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, it's an emotional song that he's known for and the crowd loves it and they, and they respect him for the exact reason that we're talking
1: about. Well, and I think there, it was an obvious direction for him to go in when disbanding Hard Rock Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream was not an obvious direction and right. it didn't work, but you know, good for him for giving it a shot. Euphoria totally. Warning was the album everybody expected. Scream mm-hmm. was the one nobody expected.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. And then he came out with more albums after that, so Songbook, which was um, it, uh, acoustic, live, and many covers. And he did, like, Imagine by John Lennon and, and Thank You by Led Zeppelin. So now he's doing slower stuff that he loves, that he feels, you know, emotional, um, acoustic, because that's what he grew up with as well, you know? So, I mean, the, I, I talk about Chris Kona all the time here, and, and this is more reason to respect him as an artist because he loves music and he loves trying new stuff, and he, he just gets, he, he gets lost in a good way in these different genres. That was a good, good pick. That was, that was good. Um, all right, and then um, we already talked about over and done. We talked about bring the noise. Uh, all right, so let's jump into some disco. <laughs> Psyche. Let's do that!
1: That was my mic drop moment. I'm retiring. My work here is done, people. <laughs> this is Astro signing off. This was the show. This was the song. I could not bring a better song to a show than Les Claypool covering a disco song. In the bluegrass style, yes, with that song being "Staying Alive,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> a song
1: that everybody fucking knows. That's that's the that's the song. That's when that Faraday's gonna text about. That's the one. Yeah, I hope people enjoy that as much as I do. I'm a huge fan of Les Claypool, and the mm-hmm. first time I heard that, I was like, "Holy shit, this yep. is the song!"
0: Yeah, yeah, and he all that lead that he was playing on the
1: bass. It was two guys. It's Claypool's duo to twang. It's him playing bass and another guy playing guitar yeah, acoustic guitar or banjo, whatever he's playing for for the song
0: yeah, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable so
1: i i i that was the one I was trying to keep close to the vest because I knew you'd love it mm-hmm. and uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I've heard that before. You I, I, have? Okay. I have that album, yeah. Oh, you do
0: have that. All have right, so you're not shocked by it. Yeah, no, but it was still a great pick. I don't listen to it on a regular basis. Yeah. So <laughs> That's not something you can listen to on a regular basis. Yeah, it's that's too, true. It's like, too mind-blowing. You know? <laughs> yep. You'd but walk around with like one eye drooping for the rest of the day.
1: Well, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I like to live my life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we are broadcasting here from the uh, West Dover Inn in um, 1846 Tavern our show is presented by as is our station yes boston wave radio boston yes uh sorry i was trying to read that and i'm i'm in a weird chair and uh (laughs) the glare i can't really see
0: And he just heard "Staying Alive by Les Claypool, so his his left eye is drooping.
1: My left eye is drooping, so, yeah, it's even harder. (laughs) His
0: pants Uh, fell down and an ear fell off. We had to help him out earlier.
1: That's okay. It's it's a a Claypool-induced stroke. It's not the first. It won't be the last.
0: That's right. Uh, We saw them when they did uh, Willy Wonka.
1: Yeah, we did. And animals, too.
0: Yes. Yes, that's right.
1: About a decade apart, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think both of our pants fell down and our ears fell off. But <laughs> <laughs> loved
1: it. I can't wait. It's gonna happen to me again in, uh, next week. Yeah, I'm going to I know. See them. I'm they're, they're, they're doing Rush's uh, farewell to Kings.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for the bootleg for that. <laughs> I've been
1: waiting for that for years. That's what
0: is it Thursday night?
1: I don't even know. Whatever night I'm gonna be there. Yeah,
0: I think it's Thursday night. That's cool. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to like. You can do it. Shoot, you know, skip school and figure it out.
1: It's at night. You don't work at night, do you?
0: Nope. Nope. All right, then. (laughs) Uh, Before that, we heard... Are you kidding me? The Foo Fighters ripping out the disco? That wasn't the Foo
1: Fighters. That was the DGs. It says it right on the track. Sorry. My bad.
0: So crazy. Yeah. Have you seen the video for that?
1: I've seen the unofficial video that was created because they couldn't wait. People couldn't wait for a real video to come out. And then I saw the real video, too. They're both awesome.
0: How much fun... Are the Foo Fighters having playing disco?
1: It's great, and uh, they they did. The, did you see that they pulled out for the third time? Uh, they they pulled out a flatbed. Uh, to the Westboro uh, Baptist Church protesters. Yeah, and they drove <laughs> and, by. And they drove by and played. It's so, I love that man. Dave Grohl like, is fucking awesome. He's
0: he's great. Yeah, it,
1: as much as I honestly don't really love his music, he's a great guy. He's yep. really smart. He does he does the right thing, and he he. You know he knows how to give and take a joke, which is huge, mm-hmm. and he does awesome shit for his fans too, especially young totally. fans. Like a- every show, you see uh, some some a fan shot video of him bringing up like some kid to play. Like it's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was I've been following him, and I'm sure the rest of the world's been. Uh, who's a Dave Grohl fan has been following it too. But there's this little, uh, I don't know, she must be like seven or eight years old, um, little girl drummer who has been. Uh, started emailing him and saying, I want to do a drum-off. And they were doing this back-and-forth drum-offs. And, forth drum offs. Hmm. and um, I mean, she was great. She's great. And and he totally, like, he was cool with it, you know? Like, Dave Grohl has plenty of shit to do, right? I mean, he's one of the most famous rock stars ever. Does he need to talk to a, you know... A 10-year-old But that's the stuff girl. He's famous
1: for Like that That's what gives him That aura Is he does that like Yeah but
0: not It's not just that He's famous for it He loves it mm-hmm. He Like you He You can tell That he Doesn't do it for PR He does it because He loves it He doesn't you know? need
1: the PR He doesn't do it for PR He does it because He loves touching kids totally. oh, Well I shouldn't say that. <laughs> 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 we're talking about Gary Glitter here Talking about Dave Grohl
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, But uh, A couple of weeks ago he brought her, like, I guess he was uh, playing in her state or something, and he brought her out, and she played Everlong. With wow. Her. And then he brought her out, put her in the very front of the stage, and the whole crowd, like, cheered her name. And, man, like, not just her, like, n- not just, like, making her feel good, but of all the people who are watching and all the kids who are watching, and, I mean, he he's just something else. He really is. Mm. Um, and to do this album, like to say, you know what, I want to do a disco album. So we half it. He covers the BGS, and the other half he does his own tunes. Covers the Foo Fighters. Yes, but and, and he loves it, and he's great at it. And you know, listen to the songs. If whether you like disco or not, if you don't like disco, you can listen to it and like it because it's the Foo Fighters.
1: Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother,
0: <laughs> and if you like disco, you can listen to it. I mean, just phenomenal. That and that song. When I heard that song, I was like, "Oh my god!" It doesn't even sound like him.
1: So, uh, just a little tidbit here. Uh, that that uh, EP that came out, they they pressed I don't know a few thousand copies, maybe ten thousand copies or something for record store day back in July. Sold out immediately. They were going for a hundred, hundred fifty dollars on eBay. Oh my god! For a copy of that that album on vinyl. That's insane. It was nuts. Yeah, I didn't get one. I don't want
0: one. <laughs> But you gotta admit, it's it's pretty cool.
1: Oh, it's super awesome. Yeah, super awesome. It's just uh, crazy what some things happen in the vinyl market. Yeah, it wasn't available on Spotify. That's why, uh, like, people were do- were trying to get their hands on it, and then uh, they finally dropped on Spotify. And I think the the price level cooled down a bit. But yeah. Regardless, cool stuff from the Foo Fighters. Absolutely. Dave Grohl.
0: Yeah, and then we started off with one of my favorite *Grave for Dead* songs, *Shakedown*.
1: Shakedown Street, one of two very disco-y songs that the Grateful Dead put out in the late 70s.
0: Mm-hmm. What was the other one?
1: Dancing in the Streets. Their cover of Dancing in the Streets from uh, Terrapin Station album, 77. And they did that disco style? Very disco. More disco than Shakedown Street.
0: Mm. Why, it was on my list. I know, I know. I I moved it out, I'm sorry. but That's I, okay. That's I, I love I, Shakedown. It's a collaborative
1: show. It's not like I have a problem with Shakedown Street.
0: Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, what a great disco song that is by the Grateful Dead. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that was our disco moment. I want to play those three songs again. I want to dance to. Well, uh, that's
1: what the replay uh, for the show is.
0: There you go. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to do Check it out on, on Spotify. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we're going to go into uh, some harder stuff. Uh, let's jump into some Faith No More. <laughs>
11: I'm leaving you tomorrow Seems to me Girl, you know I've done all I can You see a big Stole on the borrow. Yeah Ooh. It's why me
5: Do you... Die?
0: There you go. Little helmet house of pain. Just another victim, kid.
1: Yeah, Judgment Night soundtrack, the big crossover uh, soundtrack from back in the early two thousands when that was a hip thing to do.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Like a, a helmet, they had that one hit. What was that uh, one hit they had? I don't remember. Da-da-na-na, da-da-na-na, it was off da, it was on that
1: album, Betty, I think. I don't know. I don't know the name of the song. Know. Yeah, uh,
0: that was a that's a great song though. That whatever that song is, the Proto
1: New Metal. <laughs> yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah they them in house of pain pretty cool uh the skelter before that and uh so how did the beatles jump genres there
1: right there they uh basically invented heavy metal they
0: invented heavy metal which
1: is a big thing to say considering we played a black sabbath song earlier <laughs> but uh that's definitely not a song that you know you can't find another song half as heavy in the no, beatles mm-hmm. catalog as yeah there was
0: thrashing on the guitar they were screaming their lungs out Thrashing on the bass yep. Ringo got blisters on his fingers mm-hmm. From
1: pounding the drums
0: <laughs> uh, And I agree that's, that's the heaviest Beatles song Yeah by definitely far. There's nothing else like that by the Beatles
1: I Want You is heavy but it's slow
0: Yes Yeah I Want You So Badly That's a good song uh, And then uh, Faith Mo- No More We start off heavy didn't we
1: Easy like Sunday morning <laughs> Easy like Sunday evening
0: i can't imagine like a faith no more album having that on it you know
1: yeah i mean they they've done ballads i mean that was a straight like straight cover of the commodore's tune uh there was nothing funky funny about it at all like they said okay you know what are the charts on this (laughs) for (laughs) planet
0: yeah yeah and they jumped they jumped off their own planet and landed in Lionel Richieville.
1: Yeah, for, for for a brief second, then they spun off into some crazy space time bullshit because mm-hmm. they're Faith No More and they're awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. You like Faith No More? I love Faith No More. Nice. Have you ever seen them?
1: Yeah, are they good. They are. They're really good. Concert. Mm-hmm. Nice. Saw the last last time they came around uh, from their Soul Invictus album, their, their comeback album that they got back together with a few years ago. They mm-hmm. toured on that, and it was it was awesome.
0: So, uh, the, the, what's that? Biggest, their biggest hit. Epic was the big hit yes. with the fish
1: flopping out and the yeah. exploding uh, you upright piano. Want
0: it yeah. All. yeah. So that is really the only song I know well. By oh,
1: them. man. You should hear Angel Dust, their album that came out after that. Mm-hmm. It is, if you're a Chili Peppers fan, yeah, uh, you will like Angel Dust. It nice. jumps all over the place mm-hmm. and it's got great songs, like awesome songs. Nice.
0: Check um, it out. Angel Dust. How many albums do they have? Do you know?
1: They have, well, with with Patton, they have probably about six or so. And then they had, I think, two that came out before he joined the band. You know who their first lead singer was?
0: Nope. Courtney Love. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: There's actually video of them performing with her. Really? Back, way back in the day when she was really young. She was probably 17 at the time.
0: Oh. Were they called Faith No More back then? Yeah, now?
1: they were Faith No More. That's crazy. She was their lead singer before they had a record deal. I think uh, they certainly never recorded anything that was ever released with her. But this was news to me as well, uh, yes. as recently as a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And there's video of it. Like you look it up on YouTube, Faith and with Courtney Love, and like they play some songs I I know yeah. that Faith and ended up recording with uh, with their singer Chuck, who ended yeah. up taking her place. Yeah. Um, that she sang. Wow! Uh, in that video, so he was didn't write
0: the songs. Total mind blower. That's crazy. Did she write the songs?
1: I doubt it. I don't think yeah. so. I, I think they're. I think their songwriting is mostly their keyboardist and their bass player. Okay. Mm. And and Mike Patton obviously when he joined the band.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, Courtney Love, you just brought in a great segue that has nothing to do with the show, but um, my last post on Facebook was uh, there's a, there's a drummer, a girl who's 15. Her name is Brooksy. It's like Brook, uh, some Italian word. Um, and I've been following her for years. Like That's since creepy. Like 13 or 12 or whatever. <laughs> and she has been, you know, like years ago, she would just YouTube herself playing, um, playing along with another band, you know, but playing the drums. And she's perfect. She would play hard songs, Sabbath, Zeppelin. Um, lots of metal um, and she would nail everything and it was great watching this little girl do this, right? Um, so I've been following her and every time something comes out it's perfect, it's awesome she hits hard uh, I mean, she feels it and, um, and she's got a lot of followers so now she's in this band called Plush I saw that, yeah Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That band is the I would say I, I can't think of a better all female band than that band, and all of those girls are under twenty. They are unbelievable. They uh the the thing I posted was a cover of an old Alter Bridge Is song. Is it a three piece band? No, it's four. It's piece. four. Okay. Yeah, um the lead singer plays guitar, um uh, then they have you know guitar bass drums, uh Brooksy holds it together. She and she's amazing. And then the other three girls, they they rock like like a professional i mean they are now professional right but uh, i really can't think of a another all-girl band that's better i mean it it's unbelievable you got to check out plush got to check them out and and uh, their cover of that Bridge song is ridiculous so yeah check it out
1: plush yeah
0: all right so thanks for that courtney love uh and and how courtney love uh is connected is that's what i said they make Courtney Love look like Joni Mitchell.
1: Yeah, and, and a, another uh, Courtney Love, uh, little known fun fact: uh, she was actually on. She was in the picture on the back cover of the Grateful Dead's 1969 album "Acetone." What? Yeah.
0: Really. Was she like a baby?
1: Yeah, she was. She was a little kid. Her uh, her parents were hippies, and they hung out with the dead. And uh, there was like a, a picture of uh, friends and family, uh, like an a, I think a reverse negative shot. But it's like that's the whole back of their third. The Dead's third album is a picture of friends and family all hanging out outside. And Courtney loves in the picture as a baby <laughs> oh, that's or a really, toddler. Yeah. Really cool. I, I'm, I'm out of Courtney Love facts.
0: <laughs> 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 all right. So let's, so let's jump into one of my favorite local bands, Parts Per Million. Parts Per Million.
1: that was parts per million A uh, local local band uh doing their genre jump jumping doing a cover of a childish gambino t- tune so yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty awesome me and your mama me and yo mama yeah. that's funny i was just telling uh, the guys in the studio here that my uh, my kids uh they're 12 and 14 they just started watching community and uh, i was pointing out to my older one i'm like hey uh, you know childish gambino and she's like no i'm like uh oh, fuck it <laughs> Like well, if you did, that guy there, Troy, is—he's uh, actually the actor—is Childish Gambino. This is kind of before he was known as a as a rapper. She's like, yeah, whatever, Dad.
0: <laughs> and his name is now. What do you mean? Did you say he's changed his name?
1: No, no, I'm saying this before he was known as Childish oh, that, Gambino. Okay. He was just Donald Glover.
0: Yeah, so Donald Glover is is now famous for being in. He's famous for being an Martian actor. Martian and solo, and he's a great actor. Yeah, he's and awesome. he has his his show
1: on HBO. I think ATL. Um, nice. obviously got a start. At least I've known him from Community, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a big, uh, big music guy now too. He's a he's a modern day Renaissance man.
0: Yeah, that's hats cool. off to Donald Glover. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude.
1: Yeah, did you see Solo? I did. Oh, I, I saw the first half of it, and uh, we turned it off oh. and never came back to it. Really? Did <laughs> yeah. you see
0: Solo? No, I didn't. Oh, it's good. I, I mean, we, we're all Star Wars fans, but I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was ready to watch second half, but nobody else in my family showed much interest in it, so didn't see mm. it. I did. I did see in the theater uh, Rogue One, and that was awesome.
0: That's the best. Yeah, that the was awesome of all. Yeah. No, I like Solo because they show Lando Calrissian how he's, you know, in. Uh, Han Solo's life. They show how the Millennium Falcon loses the middle piece, like what it looked like before that middle piece was gone. Oh, really? I, didn't, show, I didn't get that
1: far into it.
0: Oh, yeah. They show um, how he meets Chewie, their first mission together. Uh, I mean, there's and so much history. Wasn't
1: Mother of Dragons in it too? She was. She was. Daenerys. She's blowing shit up.
0: Yeah, she was. She was a badass as usual. As usual. Yeah. No, I. I mean there was so much history in that movie. You got to watch it.
1: I will. I'll pull it together. I, I have some free time coming up. I'll, I'll watch it.
0: There we go. Um, all right. So that was genre jumping.
1: That was genre jumping. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, you know, some different stuff than we would normally play, but some stuff we would normally play. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it goes. Try to keep it mixed up and, uh, you know, come, come with some ideas, you know, text us, get the information out there. Let us know. Like, what do you want to hear?
0: Yeah, and tell you know what's a good show. What can we do? What's not on our list? We
1: got, we got we had a list. We got lots of great ideas, but yeah. always like to hear some other ones too.
0: Yeah, like the cowbell one. Maybe we can do the cowbell one soon. The
1: cowbell. I love that. Yeah, I songs, forgot about that one. Songs with cowbell. When I was trying to t- I was trying to tap dance when we were trying to get the uh, the computer fixed. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one, or I would have pulled that out. The cowbell tune.
0: Are there enough? Songs with cowbells? Of
1: course there are Okay. We just put together the two hours of genre jumping And we were texting each other yesterday morning Saying holy shit I know four songs
0: Yeah Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah don't feel the reaper Obviously if we can If we have enough to skip that one We might have to
1: There's no way we're skipping that one
0: <laughs> Yeah I hear you I, I know what We you're may saying. even
1: get audio from the skit And actually playing the audio of them from oh, the skit Oh
0: what a great idea We'll see I love it uh, so what do you think, Nico? You know, like be- cool, yeah. being here, you know, there's hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people right now in the world.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm.
0: Don't fall I'm for that away, shit. Yeah. He pulls it all the time. <laughs> there's a hundreds of thousands of people
1: in the world. I'm like, no, there's not. There's hundreds of millions. Like, what? No, there's not. There's billions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're all listening? What? <laughs> well, nobody said anything about that. No, no one said anything Just about confirming that. existence. Yeah. Existence, yeah. Yeah, so now, so now you see like being a radio DJ requires no talent exactly. whatsoever. You see
1: how the sausage is made and it's sloppily. <laughs> oh, <geez. Yeah. laughs>
0: Uh All right, well, all what's that? All good stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks good for time. coming, man. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me
0: anything else uh we can
1: do no i think we're good here let's uh let everybody get back to their long weekend and uh we'll be back next week with some show i'm not exactly sure what we're gonna do yet but we'll get it figured out and just check us out on facebook we'll uh we'll post it there